Hi guys, and welcome to another great episode. Join us today at the table where we will be discussing delivery apps. We will be looking at how this new way of eating has affected our society. Is it good or is it bad? We'll find out. Who's that? What, already? Yeah, I think we ordered it like 20 minutes ago. Hi guys! Hey, hey guys! Guys, can you stop stuffing your face for one second? We've got an important show to do. Oh, 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 oh So, so, drop the chicken right now. Oh, 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 ah. So, Dims, delivery apps. Sounds interesting. What have you got for us today? Right, so let's go back in time. Before delivery apps, I'm talking 1950s. So, the Second World War ended in September 1945. It took until the 1950s for takeaways as we know them today to really catch on. Both here in the UK and in the USA, there was a lot more food and money sloshing around. Five years after the Second World War, people were just beginning to embrace the routine of sitting down in front of the telly with their dinner. So at this stage, it was more a grab and go street food style as people started looking at ways of making more money and selling street food was becoming a viable option. I mean, at one stage, guys, we were thinking of selling street food to make some extra money. So there you have it. That concept has been around for decades. Yeah, I guess food is a must for everyone and especially street food. When people are out, they don't always pack food for on the go. So the food store or outlet are a lifesaver. You have so many options today from hot food like kebabs and chips to cold food like sandwiches and salad bowls. And then you have ice cream and donut stalls. I always find it hard to go past one with the kids. They always have to have something and I have to usher them on. What do you think, Sol? Food is a necessary thing. Every human needs it. Whether it's street food, on the go, or buying a bulk load from a supermarket. Back to you, Dims. Yeah, that's right, Sol. However, the drive through idea was pioneered in 1931 in California. But at this stage, not many restaurants establishments were offering drive throughs But the outlets that were, it wasn't quite how it is today. Well, they would allow customers to order, pay for and receive food without leaving their cars. So a waiter or waitress would come across to your vehicle, a lot of the times on roller skates, take your order and payment and bring the food to your vehicle. In 1955, the first McDonald's as we know it today was opened. Before this, McDonald's brothers Richard and Maurice McDonald had a restaurant of their own, which they opened in 1953. But that was before they met Ray Kroc. He was the third wheel that made McDonald's as we know it today. For more history on this, go and watch The Founder. It's a great movie. I'm sure I've recommended that to you guys before. Have you watched it? I haven't seen it yet, but it does sound interesting. I also like stories about entrepreneurs. Have you watched it, Saul? I haven't seen it yet either, but the wife said it is a good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. So yeah, McDonald's. And the fast food concept was born in around 1955, but it wasn't until the 1980s that the drive through as we know them today started popping up everywhere. And boy, did they take off. This was a big shift. Even car manufacturers started changing their designs by adding cup holders for your drinks, trays to put your food on, 
everyone realized that the fast food industry was here and it was going nowhere fast. Were you guys aware of that? Yeah, I've seen the cup holders and trays in cars, but I didn't know that was because of the fast food industry. Seems obvious now that you've explained it. Salt, did you know? No, that's news to me. Nah, I don't go out to get takeout. I usually get the food delivered. Yeah, in terms of delivery, pizza delivery was the first fast food to take off for delivery. Pizza was one of the first widely delivered foods. Yeah, I do like pizza. I've had a wide variety of different pizzas. I like them all. Pizza Hut's Vegetarian Supreme and Domino's Veggie Volcano. And I have a local guy who does a special that has chicken tikka, minced meat, jalapenos, onion, sweet corn and more on it. So, what's your favourite? Yes, me too. We tend to order from Papa John's. The chilli freaks for us grown-ups in the house and the kids, it's cheese and tomato. For meat pizzas, we tend to order from a local restaurant. They have an offer for three nine-inch pizzas for a tenner. Cheap and cheerful. Yes, great. Now getting back to the birth of pizza delivery, your pizza lovers, lol. Delivery sounded like a good idea. There was just one problem. Soggy bottoms. <laughs> Stop laughing and I'll explain what I mean. Pizza's taken out straight from a 400 degrees oven have a tendency to let off some steam which if allowed to collect could cause your delicious pizza to go a little limp. Initially vendors would place pizzas in a cardboard base in a loosely fitted bag which would be fine except for the obvious downside. Trying to move more than one pizza at a time would cause the toppings to get smushed all over the place. This is where Tom Monaghan came in. Do you guys know who Tom Monaghan is? Is he the actor? Oh, wait, I'm thinking of Matthew McConaughey. Sol, do you know? No. Anything to do with Habitat? Because <laughs> his surname reads like Mahogany. Well, he's not an actor, as far as I'm aware. And he's not made out of mahogany, Sol. Again, as far as I'm aware, lol. <laughs> but in fact, Tom Monaghan is the founder of Domino's Pizza. And he stepped in to save pizza fans everywhere when he developed the corrugated cardboard box in the early 1960s, which is basically a box with ridges and edges, but in a nutshell, a pizza box as we know it today. Not only does the design strengthen the box, but also allowing pizzerias to stack their pizzas while venting out the steam through small holes at the side, thus literally saving millions of people from damp and soggy pizzas. So now the pizza establishments were ready to go. They just needed a means to connect with the surrounding consumers in a more efficient way. Phones were okay, but not so great, as you can only take one order at a time. And also phones got engaged, customers would go elsewhere, and some callers would ring and ask a lot of questions and wouldn't even end up placing an order. So there was a lot of wasted time. Niz, you worked for a takeaway before. Did you ever come across these sort of issues? Yeah, I've experienced that. You can get held up with a customer trying to take an order, and it's frustrating. But also, if the line was bad, it was really hard to hear. The phone line was good business, and so we had to bear with it. What do you think, Sol? I would agree with you, Niz. I've had an experience in a similar manner. When I ordered at a local takeaway who just took orders over the phone, they had messed up my order, and I had to turn up at the place to obtain the rest. They were polite and offered a free garlic bread and a bottle of fizzy drinks. So no issues here. Okay, so back to the food and mainly pizza establishments and their pain points. Well, God heard this. 
and in came the start of the dot-com era, which really began to take off between 1996 and 2001. And in 2004, Grubhub Inc. was formed in America. It was an online order form. The company started out of Chicago, Illinois, but quickly spread to all 50 states. Their slogan was Grub What You Love. And as of 2019, the company had 19.9 million active users. On June the 9th, 2020, Netherlands-based Just Eat Takeaway announced an agreement to buy Grubhub for, wait for it, a shocking 7.3 billion in an all-stock deal. Niz, since you're the brainy one, why don't you tell the guys at home what an all-stock deal is? Well, give me a second while I read this out. In mergers and acquisitions, an all-stock deal refers to a transaction where shareholders of the target company receive shares of the acquiring company as payment, in lieu of cash. Simply put, in an all-cash deal, shareholders walk away with cash in hand. In an all-stock deal, shareholders trade one share for other shares, typically not in the same proportion. With an all-stock deal, there is an opportunity to share the potential success of the combined company, but you also share the risks. How's that, Dims? Brilliant. Thanks for that, Niz. Back to the food timeline. So the food industry was still growing in the States. Meanwhile, in the UK, pizza parlours, both big chain and small independent ones, were starting to offer delivery to your door services. Some independent takeaways, such as Chinese foods and Indian foods, started to catch on that this was a great way to increase their revenue, in some cases, almost 20 to 30%. But to make it worth their while, they put a clause of a minimum order usually about £10, and also to make it logistically possible, it used to be within a certain mile radius, usually three miles. Guys, what do you think about that? Yeah, you have to make a profit somehow. Your thoughts, Niz? Yeah, I remember that, working at the takeaway. Ours was £8 order and a three mile radius. Although we did have some regulars that were five miles out, but they would place orders that were around £25, so large families. Hmm, interesting. So the food industry was moving forwards at a fast pace, and around 2002, phones decided to get smart through the use of Microsoft Windows, and the term smartphone was coined. With technology growth, people quickly took to work being done via mobile apps, mainly tasks being done from smartphones, from paying bills, to online shopping, to even ordering food items, which initially became a massive hit mainly with the young professional market, busy people who struggled to find time to cook food, especially around the major cities. Totally agree. This has covered quite well over the years. I would say it covers some remote areas of the UK nowadays too. Do you have anything to add, Nis? Yeah, this is a recent phenomenon. Someone found the market to advertise small takeaways that didn't have a website and then take orders on their behalf and relay the order from the customer to the takeaway. Look at how big the market is now. Uber, Deliveroo and Just Eat. I've also seen a couple of new ones lately, like Gitte and Food Hub. That's right. The food industry is forever expanding. And the food app service was much more convenient way to have the food dropped off right to your doorstep. Thanks to today's unbelievable on-demand delivery applications, all you have to do is download a delivery app, pick the place to order your food from, and even make payment through the delivery app. 
These apps help out both customers and vendors alike by making the food ordering process easy and much more convenient for the consumer. These apps help to increase vendor revenue. Not only do the apps help vendors with things like customer loyalty, saving them time and also cutting costs, as these apps come with their own drivers. These drivers are not just tied down to one establishment, so they have the freedom and the flexibility to move around and work their own hours. Any of you guys ever worked for or know anyone that's worked for delivery apps? I know of a few mates. They say it's quite strenuous. You need to put the hours in. Time is against you. And the one strike issue causes problems for the drivers. Niz, have you worked as a delivery driver or know anyone who has? Yeah, I've done fast food delivery and grocery deliveries for the gig economy. It looks good, but you have to put the hours in. Yeah, it sounds like win-win, right? Does the comfort of convenience come at a price of health? Fast food is widely known not to be the best for your overall health, especially on a regular basis. But with the comfort and ease that comes with today's delivery apps, it's way too easy for you to not order out. I mean, in my own family. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We used to order out maybe twice a month, and now we order out four or five times a week, and we're not alone. I hear similar stories from friends and family, and I know for a fact that this trend is growing worldwide. What do you guys think? For health reasons, we tend to only order once a week. When I was young in the 90s, we never ordered as it wasn't available, plus it was pricey then compared to nowadays. Anything to add, Niz? Not sure what you mean by order out. I do order from the takeaways, but I go and collect. In my household, they all like different food, so the orders never cost enough to have it delivered. Well, rumour has it, and I believe I've heard that they're getting rid of minimum orders now, so it may be worth it even for the cheapskates out there, lol. To prove my point that this trend is in an upward direction, here are some stats for you guys. So for the USA, food delivery revenue in 2015 was 8.7 billion that's b for a billion guys and in 2020 this figure had increased to a shocking 26.5 billion that's a market revenue increased by 204 percent in the last five years through the power and popularity of delivery apps that's a staggering 17.8 billion increase for UK food delivery revenue in 2015 was 2.6 billion. 
In 2020, it was 5.9 billion. That's an increase of 3.3 billion. That's more than doubled. But by far the leader in this, drum roll please. Yep, you guessed it, China. China's food delivery revenue in 2015 was 3.2 billion. Again with a B. In 2020, a whopping 51.5 billion. China leads the world in revenue generation through its sheer size alone and it's showing no signs of slowing down. China projects to reach 100 billion by the year 2025. And with things like COVID, people staying in and ordering out, this has only increased the market size. And not only are they on track to hit the projected figures, but they're going to more than likely end up smashing them. Think about that number for a second. 100 billion. That's staggering. Now, economically, delivery apps are definitely a more viable option. But how about in terms of people's health? It's good and bad. Having McDonald's delivered to your door is bad. But having a salad delivered is okay. Yes, but that's a McDonald's salad. Is it even classed as a real salad? It's certainly not fresh salad anyway. You can also get a Subway salad, but I know of healthy food outlets that grill their food instead of frying. Yes, you can, Niz, but it's still fast food. What happened to us? Old-fashioned walking. We used to be hunter-gatherers. What's happened to us as a species? Do you know, Sol? Can you shed light on this? You need to get with the times. It's all about adapting. Everything needs to be done in moderation. I think you're right, Sol. Speaking of moderation, I think you need to get with the diet, my friend. Lol. And speaking of getting with the times, how many delivery apps do you guys think there are in the UK today? Well, there's Deliveroo, Food Hub, Hungry House, Just Eat, and Uber Eats. These are the five I know. Maybe another few. So if I had to guess, I'd say six, maybe seven. Your guess, Nis? I know of seven. But there must be a few more. So go on, Dims. How many are there? Well, your guess is as good as mine, lol. But my research has shown me there are quite a few on the market, with new ones constantly popping up. Some have minor success and just fail, but some carry on. But the big eight that I found so far are the following, and this is in no particular order. Deliveroo. Just eat. Uber Eats, Food Hub, Gusto's, Domino's, Zomato, Hungry House. So as you can see, there are plenty of choice. But is it a wise choice? I guess like Saul just quoted a phrase from our beloved prophet, peace be upon him, everything in moderation is okay. With that said, I'm hungry now guys. The food's getting cold. So. You can get back to your chicken now. About time. Felt ages to me. Come on, pass the kebab and chilli sauce. Okay, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. See you later. Oh, I just bit my cheek. Thank you so much for listening. Why not connect with us on social media and share your experience? You can also contact us by email on podcast 
at nosuchnonsense.com. To find out more about us, visit our website, nosuchnonsense.com. Join us at the table next week for another great episode. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.